You're listening to a podcast from Victory. What is the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives? Find out in week three of the Apostles' Creed. We are on our uh, third week of our series called Apostles' Creed. We're breaking the Apostles' Creed down in the next few weeks. We're actually going to talk about the Holy Spirit today as we continue with our, with, our, um, with our series called Apostles' Creed and I Believe in the Holy Spirit. The past few days, I've been re-watching over and over the presidential debate in, uh, in Cagayan de Oro City. It was really fun. I, I love watching that. I've seen it several times already just because it's, um, the elections are coming. I'm really, uh, really passionate about the, 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 the coming elections. And as much as I may not sound like it, I am very patriotic. That started happening when I became a campus missionary, by the way. By the way, I'm Pastor Ed Ray, and I'm the youth pastor here. Uh, so because of that, when I started uh, leading our youth ministry, I, the, the, the love for the nation just started brewing up. So actually earlier, we had our youth service here because of the Discipleship 2016. We moved our youth service here earlier at 1 o'clock uh, because it's usually on a Saturday. So anyway, back to, the, back to this presidential debate. The reason why I love to watch it is because I want to know what they're saying. You know, usually when it comes to election, growing up, um, I've always, I've, we've, we always see all the posters and all the TV ads that all our politicians would, would, would have. And for a lot of people, it's their basis of, of voting already. Oh, I know the name. I know this person. Uh, I've, I've heard about this person's name. Now, when I was watching it, I'm, I'm really not going to share who I'm going to vote for. It's just that it was an opportunity for me to know them, to really get to know what they're, what they're saying. A lot of the, uh, several of them, it, uh, my beliefs on uh, their capability were, were affirmed because of the way they talk, the way they explain their, their uh, platforms. For some, it was, okay, uh, I finally get to hear you. I finally, get to, I finally knew what you, you're, you're about. It was a fun time. But here's the thing. Um, so basically, elections, for me, as, as, a, as, a, as someone who's going to vote, it's really not just about the posters or the things that I see. And that's actually why we're having this series of Apostles' Creed, because for, uh, for a lot of us, Christianity seems to be like that. My belief, the things that I know about Jesus Christ, the things that I know about God are based on the posters that I see, the posts on Facebook that I see, or the w- whatever I'm just going to hear every, every Sunday. And that's fine, but the reason why we're breaking this down is because we want to get to know this even more. And as we talk about the Holy Spirit, I believe in the Holy Spirit, that part of the Apostles' Creed today, we're going to be digging in into what the Holy Spirit is all about. As a church kid, I'm a church kid, I always share this, it's just because the reason why I'm going to share this is because I have, I've had heard so much thoughts and opinions and such a plethora of different views on the Holy Spirit growing up. And the topic of the Holy Spirit growing up is one of, the, one of my most avoided topics as a Christian, as a church kid. Avoid it in a way that's because I've heard so much weird stuff already. I've seen a lot of things. I'm going to go, be going through that uh, in, in my journey of knowing the Holy Spirit uh, as, as we talk about this. But what I realized when the Holy Spirit encountered me again as a Christian, apparently, I didn't realize that knowing the power and the person of the Holy Spirit is one of the best things that has ever happened to me. In fact, because of the power of the Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ, my purpose in life was found because of how the Holy Spirit ministered to me. In fact, that's actually what my prayer is today. That's what my prayer is today as we talk about the Holy Spirit. 
I would want to present a case that when we get to know the real deal about the Holy Spirit, this will really open up so much in your life. In fact, this will probably open up one of the reasons why we were born in the first place, our very reason for living, and why we're here, why we're all here. So why don't uh, we all stand up? We're going to be reading from the book of John 14, 16 to 20. And I will ask the Father, and He will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees Him or knows Him. You know Him, for He dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you yet a little while, and the world will see me no more. But you will see me, because I live, you also will live. In that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. Holy Spirit, thank you, God. Lord, minister to us right now. Lord, open up our ears, God. Open up our eyes. Open up our minds, Lord. Lord, minister to us. Lord, let your message be embedded in our hearts. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This particular statement, just as a background, um, Jesus was encouraging um, his disciples because he knew what's going to happen. He knew what's about to be done in the coming days that he will be crucified, that he will be giving his life on the cross that after that, he will, he will die, and then he will pay for our sins, and then after three days, he will rise up again, declaring that he is God, declaring that he has eternal life for us, declaring victory over sin and death. But he knew that because of that, he had to encourage his disciples that, hey, something's going to happen in the future. I'm not going to tell you yet, but I will be leaving. But I'm not going to be leaving you alone. I'm not going to leave you like an orphan. I will actually be leaving someone to you. And this is when he talk, started talking about the Holy Spirit. This is when he started talking about that he will give them a helper. He will give them the spirit of truth. And we're going to be looking at that later. Question is, who is the Holy Spirit? Jesus promised the Holy Spirit. And this is the same question I've been asking growing up. There are many things I hear about the Holy Spirit. Before that, let's uh, check these verses again. And I will ask the Father and He will give you another helper to be with you forever. And even the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees Him nor knows Him. You know Him for He dwells with you and will be, with, will be in you. Now some of the reasons why I was kind of turned off but with the topic of the Holy Spirit is because of the many things that I hear. One of the main things that I concluded as a kid who knew nothing about the world was that every time people talk about the Holy Spirit, it's usually associated with magic. As a kid, okay, just because of my imagination. And people would talk about the Holy Spirit in a way, um, I'm not saying they're wrong, it's just the way, this is just the word I associated in my head. I would hear about these gold dust and these feels that they would get and these goosebumps and the experience. And that's great! I'm not saying that's bad. But me as a kid, okay, so, that, so that's the Holy Spirit. Unless I see a gold gold dust or whatever. And I would hear this. I would hear this in TV, actually. I would hear a lot of this. And aside from magic, some people associated the word, associated the Holy Spirit with ghosts. That they would say, oh, I felt the Holy Spirit because I felt shivers all over my body. You know, I, I, I felt like crying or whatever. That's great, but it's not really what, just the, what the Holy Spirit is all about. Or probably for other people, it's the force. It's neither this, it's neither that. It's just a power that you use. I was so confused with the things that I hear growing up. So I started just shutting my ears off every time I would hear the Holy Spirit and say, uh, maybe not for me. I've had so many things I have to, I have so many things to deal with. I have school. I have this. I don't want to, that, that's too complicated for me. But is it? Is the Holy Spirit really that? I came from another church and I'm not, and this is not really to diss anyone. This is just more of my experience with it. I heard someone like, 
sharing on stage how every morning she would really ask the Holy Spirit for what to wear every day. She would open up the, 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 her closet and she would ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, lead me to the collar that I'm going to wear today. And she preached it on stage. And I'm like, okay, that's what the Holy Spirit is, your personal stylist. So for me, it's like, ah, is that what really the Holy Spirit is? You see, the Holy Spirit, actually, first and foremost, as I continue, the Holy Spirit is a person. When, we, when I say it's, it's a person, um, and just for a background, the Holy Spirit, we have God the Father, God the Son, and I love to talk about those things. God the Father being my Father, He loves me, accepts me. God the Son, for he, he has rescued me from my sin, He has delivered me, he, has, he died on the cross, gave His life for me. It's such an amazing love story, and I would love to hear that. And then the Holy Spirit. But the thing is, that's our Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. There are three persons, one God. They are not the same. The Holy Spirit is not God the Father, it's not Jesus Christ, it's not the Holy Spirit. But there are one God, three different persons. Now, if you have questions about that and you're saying, I still don't understand, that's okay. I'm still trying to understand it too. No, but in, in, in all seriousness, if you really want to know more, we do encourage you to enroll in our Foundations for Victory class. We will be able to answer, we will, we will love to answer those questions about the Trinity of the Holy Spirit. But when we say the Holy Spirit is a person, it also means that He has emotions. The Holy Spirit is God. Now, when we say He is God, he, he, He's part of the Godhead and He has emotions. God invented emotions. Ephesians 4.30 said He can be grieved. Hebrews 10.29, He can be outraged. Romans 15.30 says that He also loves. But not only is he, is he a person, he is also divine as part of the Godhead. He is God. Um, in, 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 the, in the verse that we read, Jesus said, um, I will leave you. Let me read that again. For, I, for he will give you another helper. And the, the word used this for the word another called alios. It means I'm going to leave you someone like me. Exactly like me. I am Jesus. Part of the Godhead. I am God. And then I'm going to leave you someone. It's as if when, you know, what, what Jesus is saying, even though I leave you, I will leave you the Holy Spirit and I'm, it's as if I'm still with you. So what he's saying that every time we walk with the Holy Spirit, we are actually still, it's as if we're walking with Jesus Christ because the Holy Spirit is divine. Now I know this, okay, growing up. I, I get it. I've been hearing about it. The Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit is divine. It's part of the Trinity. I knew this. But what I really don't know about the Holy Spirit is what is the Holy Spirit doing? Why is the Holy Spirit there? Why do I keep hearing about this Holy Spirit? And as we talk about this, let's go back to the verse. And I will ask the Father that He will give you another helper to be with you forever. Even in the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. And I want to underline the word helper here. I didn't underline it in the, in the PowerPoint. But when we talk about the word helper, and I love this part. Usually when we hear the word helper in the Philippine context, it's helper at home. It's not necessarily that. It's not necessarily that. When we talk about helper in this context, we're talking about someone in authority say a legal counsel or an advisor or uh, an advocate or someone in authority that is, that is saying, I got your back, man. I'm here for you. Someone who is in power, someone who is in authority, 
but he's saying, I'm actually here for you. I'm going to be standing right next to you. And I love that feeling. You know, growing up, I, I remember when I was in third grade, you know, you always have those classmates that they, they're just, uh, how do I explain it? I remember we were, we were cleaning. Remember in grade school, we have a schedule for cleaning the classroom. And I'm not really big in cleaning, but it was, you know, it's, it's, it, it's required in school. So I did what I had to do. I was sweeping the floor. I was arranging the chairs. And there's this always one classmate who's like, Andre, do this, do that. And she started yelling at me in school. And I'm like, hey, take a look. What's your deal? And she started like dogging me. She was following what I was doing. She's like, oh, you're not doing that right. And, you know, she was just, she started screaming. In my head, looking back, I just figured, oh, maybe he, she had a crush. You know, with I was getting annoyed. Because she, she wouldn't stop. I'm like, I'm doing what I have. I can. And then my teacher went in. She saw what was happening. And she called out the girl. I'm like, yeah. See? <laughs> I, that felt good. Because I realized my teacher got my back. The Holy Spirit says here, is like someone in authority who's got, who's got your side. Who's got your back. Someone who's, who's a legal counsel to you. I'm going to share this. In, in a disclaimer, I was, real, I was a really young campus missionary back then. I barely know anything. I was, I was learning new things. So Pastor King, who was the previous youth pastor, gave me a responsibility for a trip that we were going to be taking you know, um, some of our youth in Enchanted Kingdom. But this was years ago. Let me clarify that. This was years ago. And one of the most horrible days in my life as a campus missionary because when we went there, it, st- it started raining. So, and then some of our youth live in Santa Rosa anyway. They started saying, Kuyadre, we're going to go home. I was actually in charge of the buses. So I, I have to make sure that they're all there. They're all accounted for. In the middle of this trip, a lot of our young people, just start, they, they just needed to go home. They called their parents. So I knew I couldn't track anymore who went home, who stayed, or whatnot. Again, this was years ago. Okay? I repented over and over for what happened next. We went home because it was, we couldn't do a lot of things anyway. Long lines, raining, we're all wet, we're all tired. Um, I was, so we got the bus back in Festival Mall. I rode a jeepney going home. And then my mom called me. And she said, Edre, you left someone. Like, what? What do you mean I left someone? Apparently, the mom who's a close family friend, by the way, the mom of this particular youth, um, got left in, uh, in Enchanted Kingdom. And I just started panicking inside a, inside a jeep. And I was like, I'm going to be sued. In my head, I'm like, I'm going to go to prison. I don't know what's going to happen in my life. My life is destroyed. And I was like, a you know, whole worst case scenario. I called Pastor King. And I said, Pastor King, uh, I left someone. The responsibility that you gave me, you know, I failed. I left someone. Um, apparently, uh, the, the guy, cause he, during the trip, when, the moment he went down from the bus, he just separated himself. I'm not making an excuse, okay? I'm just explaining the whole story. And then I, we forgotten about him because he was somewhere else. And so I met with Pastor King. We were going to meet the parents. We called Enchanted Kingdom already and they ha- actually have the kid and they're gonna meet us somewhere in Alabang. So, okay, so the kid is, the kid is safe. Um, but here's the thing. We're gonna be meeting with the parents. They knew I left their kid. And I was just shaking inside Pastor King's car, and I was like praying, God, can you please kill me now? <laughs> and then Pastor King said this. It's okay, Adre. I got this. 
ako na to. I'll take the blame. I'm like, what? No, wait. No, 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 I'm the one leading. Uh, I know I gave you this as a responsibility, but I'm still in charge. I'm the guy in authority, so I got this. Don't go down the car, okay? I know what you're feeling. And all of a sudden, we got there to the venue, Pastor King went down, and because of his very friendly um, countenance, okay? He, he met with the, with the parents, they said hello, they were, they were laughing after like five minutes, and I saw it. Someone who is in authority said, I got your back. Now, when Jesus said, I'm going to leave you a helper, this is what he's saying. And as Christians, we feel this a lot. We feel alone a lot. We feel alone in the sense that we're not like the world. When we go to, to, to the offices, when we go to, to schools, when we go outside, it's as if we're not part of their world. There's this huge feeling of aloneness. I've been talking to a lot of our students. Um, some went to certain universities. In this, in this particular university, um, it, some things just right next to the school called the Happy Thursday. And so there were some of our students, high school students who went to this university who just started coming up to me and saying, Pastor Edwin, I'm really sorry. I went to this place and I drank this. And I'm like, what, what, what did you guys, why did you guys do that? And because you know what? We feel so alone. It felt so alone. It was their first time in college and they just wanted to fit in because that's the world. And as Christians, we will feel alone. And that should be a comforting thing because we're saying we also feel alone sometimes in the world. They have their own thing that that, that's happening and we cannot do some of most of the things that, that, that are happening outside because it's not pleasing to God. So we feel alone. But Jesus is saying, you're not going to be alone. I'm going to be sending someone who will stand right next to you and who's going to comfort you and who's going to assure you you don't have to feel alone. You don't have to, to feel lonely in, in the world. I know the world is doing this, but you don't have to do that. And that's what the Holy Spirit is doing. How does the Holy Spirit do that? Because of the Spirit of truth. In our times of struggle, in our times of wanting to compromise, in our times of, or even the times that we've actually backslidden, I've encountered so many people like that. I probably have several times as well. But because of the Spirit of truth, John 14, 26, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things and bring you to your remembrance all that I have said to you. What the Holy Spirit does, every, especially in the times that we're struggling, we feel alone, we feel like we want to compromise, we feel like we're having a hard time. You know, life is life. That He will bring us to remembrance of the things that we've that God has spoken to us of His Word. That He will bring us into remembrance of His promises. That He will bring us into rem- remembrance of, of His faithfulness in our lives. In times that we feel like, God, I, I am alone again. I am struggling again. You know, I, I, at work, they're all gossiping about me. They're all pulling me down. And I want to fight. I want to kick them. I want to punch them. Uh, but the Holy Spirit will be standing next to you and say, Hey, love your neighbor as yourself. Sometimes that's annoying. Like, oh, I don't want to hear that, God. But He will. The Holy Spirit will assure us, you're not actually alone. I'm here. And the Holy Spirit will continue to minister to us. The Holy Spirit will continue to speak to us. The Holy Spirit will continue to minister the Word that we have read. That's why it's very important for us to really dig into the Word and really know what He's saying. Because, you know, what will the Holy Spirit use if we haven't read the Bible? But, you know, I, I'm not limiting His power. He can do a lot of things. I'm going to be sharing some of those stories later, but that's what he uses because it's the spirit of truth. I remember during college, I'm not used to failure in high school, but for some reason, 
you know, in high school, I, a lot of students think they're smart. For, for, for everyone, okay? When I was in high school, I really thought I was smart. You know, I, I would get grades as 94 without even barely studying. And I would be watching TV, playing video games, and I would get good grades. And the moment I went to college, the university, I'm like, oh, I'm not actually smart. I probably got away with so many things in high school, but not in college. It was the very first time I was failing a, a subject. And I couldn't face my mom. Because like, uh, how, I mean, like, how do you tell your mom you're about to fail something? I was worried about that. I did not tell my parents for a week that I actually have a failing grade. And I was struggling with that. I was like, Lord, uh, fail lang ako. I don't, I, and I, I haven't really told my parents yet, so I was really confused. So we got into this hospital. My, my dad was going to pray for someone. And we went there. Apparently, it's a... One of uh, the, the church members, the, the church we were into before, and it was their kid who, uh, who had, it was a very terminal illness. And then the kid just started talking. This was no dramatic moment. This was no magical moment. This is why I'm saying the Holy Spirit isn't about the goosebumps or the feels or the whatnot. In this particular moment, the kid was just talking about how happy he was. He wasn't even talking about God. I mean, he's a Christian. I knew he's a Christian. It's just, he was happy for that day. It was just, he had, but he was dying. And I'm like looking at him and I was, I hate you. Why are you feeling that? Of course, I didn't say that. But I started getting envious of this kid. No goosebump moment, no magical moment. But my envy turned into something else. I'm like, God, I'm so sorry. I knew that was a Holy Spirit moment. Because Holy Spirit moments causes us to come to a realization that, Lord, I can't do this without you. Holy, the whole, our Holy Spirit moment, every time I, you would know that the Holy Spirit is ministering to you, are those times that in whatever situation you're, you are in, it leads you to worship Him. Because what I was seeing with this kid, I was like, I, bared, I failed one subject. Fine, my mom's going to be angry with me. Fine, this kid is about to die and he's talking about how happy he is. I'm such a drama king, Lord. <laughs> Went to my mom. Apparently, okay. I mean, she got angry, okay? I got grounded for several things, but, but I knew that was a Holy Spirit moment. Because the Holy Spirit reminds us the Holy Spirit reminds us of His Word. The Holy Spirit reminds us of His promises. The Holy Spirit reminds us of God's faithfulness in our lives. Especially in times that we're struggling. Especially in the times that we're, we want to sin, but we, uh, we, you know, our bodies want to sin, but we don't want to. In times that we have failed and have left God. In times that we, have, we feel alone. In times that we are asking God, God, where are you? In times like that. Now here's the thing. Why would the Holy Spirit do that? This is one of my biggest questions growing up. I'll explain why. I feel bad for my dad. Now I'm, I'm trying to imagine what my kid is going to be. Because growing up, because I know my dad's a pastor, so I'm like, Dad, if your God's really true. I have a lot of questions like that with my dad. I keep challenging what he believes in. You know, I don't want it to be because my dad's a Christian, my mom's a Christian, I'm going to be a Christian, whatever. Um, I keep asking him questions like that. So one of, the th- one of my biggest questions for him was, if Jesus loves me, as you said, and he died on the cross for me, and now I'm saved, I have eternal life because of him, 
But in this world, even though I have that, I'm still sinning, I'm still struggling. Why would Jesus just not take us when He saves us? You know, my question was, why can't we just not struggle anymore? Why can't we not go through these things anymore? I mean, you can take me anytime. If, you know, the, the moment that we get saved, why can't Jesus just take us or give us a glorified body already? Because that was the, pro- that what, that's what the promise is in the Bible. Eventually, our bodies will be glorified. Our bodies will not be able to sin anymore. Our bodies will not struggle anymore. But why am I still struggling now? Why am I still sinning now? If Jesus Christ is this, if I have the Holy Spirit, then why do I have to, I have to go through all these things? Why do I have these questions in my head? If He can just take this all away immediately. The same question with this. Why are we even in situations where the Holy Spirit, that where we, where we will need the help of the Holy Spirit? If we can just skip it. But I didn't answer that. He just prayed for me. <laughs> I love my dad, okay? <laughs> but eventually, as, as you were talking, I remember in John 16, 13, 14, and when the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Why would the Holy Spirit help us? Why would the Holy Spirit give us power? Usually when I talk about the Holy Spirit, I talk about the, 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 the different spiritual gifts of healing, of prophetic, and those are amazing things to hear about. But why would the Holy Spirit even do that? I love what it says in verse 14. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. He will glorify me, take what is mine, and declare it to you. In other words, the ultimate role of the Holy Spirit are two things. In our situations, in our struggles, His ultimate goal is to highlight or to glorify God in you, and the other one is that, so that rather, that when God and Jesus, when Jesus rather is highlighted in you, it will be highlighted on other people. What does that mean? It means in my struggles, in the things that I'm asking God, God, can I just skip this? Can I just not go through this? Can I not go through being in a family where my parents are broken, where I don't know my, my, who my dad is? Can I just skip a life where we're not struggling financially, God? Because other people are not struggling anyway. Can I just skip a life where I'm not struggling with, with sin, Lord, with this particular sin which, where I'm having a hard time? Lord, can I just skip this life where, you know, um, everything that we're doing, God, or my mom's sick, my dad's sick, I'm sick. God, can I just skip this life? Can I not grow, go through with this? But the reason why we are allowed to go through that and the Holy Spirit is there to help us so that in all of those things, in everything that's happening in that particular situation you you are in, not only is God glorified in you, and so that when other people start seeing your life and saying, I know that person, he came from a broken family. Oh, I know that person, he's been sick for several years. I know that person, he's this, he's that. But uh, but rather than just seeing that, because God has been so highlighted in your life, that other people will start seeing that and say, Man, I want what he has. I want what this guy has. Because I'm going through the same thing. But this person is just so victorious over these things. What's wrong with this person? And they would want the same thing. You see, the power of the Holy Spirit, every time the Holy Spirit would move in the Bible, or at least in the New Testament, Every time you would see the giftings being used, it's usually before or after the gospel is preached. 
But really the goal for my life is that the role of the Holy Spirit in my life is to highlight Jesus in me and to others. So that more and more people will come to Him. So that more and more people will realize, man, I need what He has. I need what He has. I need this Jesus that He's worshiping. I remember this story. One of our guys in the youth named Dustin. And awesome guy. Grew up in church. Loves Jesus. Grew up in kids' church. Knows all the songs. Uh, encountered Jesus when he was in high school. Really want to give his life to Him. Want to become a full-time missionary. Want to write songs for, for, for God. And such an amazing kid and he's here the one wearing the sando the reason why i chose uh, a picture with all of these guys not a solo picture is because i'm gonna i'm gonna go to that okay that guy wearing the sando his name is dustin and i know this guy i've, I've had a lot of conversation with him he, he goes to my group last year we found out that he has a heart condition for some reason his heart keeps cer- certain beats I don't, I don't know what it's called but it's it's causing so much um he would he would feel it but regardless of what he's going through this guy, because he started understanding the role of the Holy Spirit in his life, regardless of what's happening in him. Um, the guy wearing white on this side, his name is TJ. They're from the same school. Actually, three of those guys were atheists. The guy wearing white, because Dustin just really understands how God is so much highlighted in his life. And we just started sharing to this guy, a guy named TJ wearing white. And we just share the gospel, shared who Jesus is. Came to a point where TJ just suddenly said, after so much debate, you know what? I want what you have. Gave his life to Jesus Christ. Encountered Jesus in the youth service. They became uh, Christians in the classroom. So they started reaching out to that guy wearing gray. Very militant when it comes to atheism. Would have websites, would have his own Twitter, would show so much hatred of so many things. And they would constantly debate. And this would go on for years. Unknowing to them that this other guy named James, sorry, this, it has a lot of characters, okay, but this guy named James has been watching them. For the longest time, Dustin would ask me, Andre, why is Jekyll not listening to me? You know, is this? I've shared this to him. I've said this to him. You know, I've gave him this book, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's as if, you know, I have no power every time I talk to him. Like, okay, and we're all just, you know, we're just praying for you. Just keep engaging the guy. Just keep having a conversation. Love him. Respect him. And he would just continue building on the friendship that they would have. This guy apparently has been watching them, who was also an atheist. In one retreat that they went to, as the music team comes up, uh, this one guy, you started asking him questions like, why would you do that? Why do you keep doing that? And Dustin knew this was a moment for him to share. This was not a magical moment. It's not because it's, it was a retreat, but it was because the Holy Spirit opened up something. James started listening. He's, Dustin just started sharing his heart condition, what he went through. TJ was there to share in, to, to help share. I was an atheist as well, but I encountered Jesus Christ. I met the Holy Spirit and whatever. And then because of that, on that night, James gave his life to Jesus Christ. Now this was, it's as if a normal lifestyle for Dustin. This was, this was his life. And I realized this is not really a special life. This is a guy who understands that the Holy Spirit is with him every single time. It's weird because as a pastor, I would forget it as well. There are times that I would forget how the Holy Spirit is moving, that the Holy Spirit wants me to not perform, but you know, just listen to me. I would see this guy and he would, he would, he would live as, as if he knew how close he is with the Holy Spirit. All he has to do is just keep listening. What do I do next? He would get frustrated sometimes. He'll get, he'll get angry sometimes. So anyway, so one, two, two atheists got saved. This was all in one year. 
last year, this Jekyll, this was two years of conversation. Two years of, it's as if nothing was happening. This was two years of Dustin asking me, Kuya Edre, I don't think this is working. I want to give up. And he would, would just encourage him. But he knew he, had, he, he, he just needed to share to this guy. Just need to rely on the power of the Holy Spirit. Because if it was to him, if it were to him, if it's just up to him, he would have, he would have given up. I'm like, I'm done. I've tried everything. I tried everything. That's the thing about the Holy Spirit. Sometimes he would cause us to try everything so that we, in the end we realize, uh, it's not our way. Last year, after two years of conversation, uh, Jericho, this guy wearing gray, had a, one of the deepest times in his life. And still hated God, still hated Christianity. I mean, he doesn't hate God, he doesn't believe in God. But he, he got into a deep trouble last year that caused him to call Dustin and ask him, Dude, can you pray for me? <laughs> still don't believe it. I'm like, whatever I can, any help I can get. So one time he was jogging. For some reason, I think Dustin placed a Christian song in his iPhone. He saw this Christian song and he said, Okay. Started listening to it while he was jogging. And again, Dustin didn't do anything anymore. Um, Jericho said, God, if you're real, if you're really real, can you show yourself to me? I dare you. He was he felt like it's not this is not gonna happen anyway, I don't believe you. And he was on at the end of his rope, that's what we're that's how we say it. That night, while he was th- while he was in the in the living room, um, he closed all the lights. He was just he was depressed basically. So he was there, he was trying to like what's the point of living? was sitting in the, in, the, in the living room and he started he remembered his prayer God if you're really real and he asked it again if you're real show yourself to me here he turned to his right so living room dark place the kitchen had the light he was alone at home he saw someone I mean, for sure it wasn't a ghost because he would have probably been scared. But he said, I saw someone. And I was trying to figure out, because he's a very scientific guy. He was trying to figure out the, the, the light, where it came from, how it's going to jump off or whatever. He was trying to figure out. He even stood where he saw this man. He said, the man was just so bright. And then the moment I looked at it, I looked at it again, it was gone. And he started crying. And he heard it. I told you I'm real. Started crying there. Gave his life. He kneeled down. He said, I gave my life to Jesus Christ for the very first time. Man, this guy's so passionate now. His passion is to reach out to Muslims. The next day, he started messaging all of his friends, started messaging us, started messaging this guy. And he went to this guy and said, I just want to thank this guy who never stopped talking to me for two years. And all Dustin had to do was to say, Holy Spirit, I just have to be aware of you. 
he was frustrated. Fine, this particular moment in Jericho's life is not something that we've all encountered, but this was just a proof for Dustin that because if you relied on the Holy Spirit, see what I can do in your life. See what I've been doing in your prayer. See what I can do because of this. That more than anything, because in, 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 in whatever's happening in his life, because of the power of the Holy Spirit, Jesus was so highlighted in him that two atheists started looking at him and saying, we hate you for being different. We hate what you have, but we want it. And all he had to do is say, Holy Spirit, Lord, highlight Jesus in me. I have this sickness, but highlight you. Highlight your name in me. Lord, I am going through something, God. I may be in a financial difficulty right now, but Lord, highlight your name in my life, in, in this particular situation. Lord, I don't know where I'm going to get the tuition for my, for my kids, Lord, but highlight yourself in this situation. Lord, I am sick. I don't know where I'm going to get the healing for this, Lord. We've been trying this out. It costs too much, Lord. We don't know where we're going to get it, Lord. But Lord, highlight your name in this situation so that in, our, in, in whatever way you will do, God, Lord, that your name will be highlighted in the other in, in, in the life of other in the, in the life of the people around me Lord highlight Jesus in me Lord Jesus highlight yourself in me because that's that's what the Holy Spirit does I thought it was magic I thought it was like the feel good goosebumps kind of thing but I realized the real power of the Holy Spirit is the one that wakes up wakes us up every morning and says Lord I'm gonna worship you today I'm going to honor you today. I don't know what I'm going, going through right now, God. I don't understand this. But because you are highlighting how much you love me, you are highlighting, God, how, how awesome you are, God, and I'm going to worship. I'm going to honor you and be ready for how people will see that. Because the Holy Spirit will highlight your situation towards others so that when they see you, they're going to say, Man, your God is real. Why don't we all stand up? We're going to be worshiping God, but can we just pray right now? Can we all close our eyes? If you're here, and there is a situation in your life where you're saying, Lord, can you show me where you are in this situation, God? I just can't see you right now. Going through something, God. Can you just highlight your, you, God? Can you highlight your name? Can you highlight your glory, God, in this particular situation? If that is you, can you raise up your hand right now? I want to pray for you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, for these people. Thank you, Lord. Lord, thank you that your goal in life is not our prosperity. That's good, Lord. Thank you. But in everything in our life, God, whether good or bad, your goal is to highlight you. Holy Spirit, we are raising up our hands right now and we're saying we need help. We couldn't see right now. We're blinded by confusion. We're blinded by 
certain situations. We're blinded by words spoken by other people. We are blinded by the sickness. And this is because of our sinful nature. But because of you, Jesus Christ, who have poured out lavishly the Holy Spirit in us because of the cross. Lord, thank you that because of the Holy Spirit, you are with us. Lord, show us, God. Holy Spirit, show us. We may not understand what we're going through, God, but show us how you're going to be glorified with this. And we submit ourselves to you. Glorify yourself, Lord. Use us. Use the situation, God, so that I will fall in love with you more. Use the situation so that I will worship you more. And use this situation, God, so that other people will see you and they will say, we want to worship the same God. Thank you for listening to one of our podcasts. We hope it blesses and inspires you to honor God and make disciples. For more messages like these or to access other resources, please visit victory.org.ph or download the Victory app for free on the iTunes Store or Google Play. If you would like to share a story of God's faithfulness in your life, please visit victory.org.ph slash mystory.